0: This is episode number 13 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. Last week, I talked about savoring and growing the good by adding the mmm to your engagement with life. This week, I am continuing the theme of maximizing the good across your relationships. This week's episode is titled... Let the sun set on your anger and rise on your forgiveness. And I get this may not be a popular theme, as I am, in effect, contradicting the Bible here. What nerve. In my own defense, let me start by saying that my priority as an intimacy coach is on what makes intimacy work, not on preserving long-standing traditions that may or may not actually support healthy intimacy. If you need tradition, I may not be your coach. Instead, I run everything through the filter, what helps the modern relationship thrive? I am not so convinced that the Apostle Paul and his advice makes the cut. So for a little context here, I did dust off my Bible skills from my Catholic upbringing and did a little research It was Paul the Apostle who, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, says, Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Which gets repeated a lot as relationship advice, whether or not the Bible gets cited. Okay, so I'm going to level with you here. From personal experience, I am never less sane, less clear, or less resourced than I am late at night right before bed once the sun has set. I'm actually kind of a crazy person when I'm tired. You could say my gargoyles get the best of me. It is not a good time for me to try to resolve my anger or frustration with anyone, let alone with the people who are most important to me. I have heard stories of couples who argue throughout the night insistent on coming to a resolution before they close their eyes. From my humble perspective, this sounds like torture a battle that is unwinnable. In my experience, it's best to let the sun set on my anger precisely because when the sun rises, I will have more access to my forgiveness. Not because I want to prolong the anger, but because I want to ground it with the best chances of winning. And sleep is a winning factor when it comes to love. I imagine you can relate. Have you ever woken up with a feeling of perspective and clarity on something that just the previous evening seemed totally unworkable or unbearable, and nothing changed except you went to bed? So it's not because there is anything wrong with you that you tend towards more distorted or catastrophic thinking before bed. It's just a universal truth that when we are worn down, we have the least access to the most effective parts of our coping repertoire. And when we get resourced, the opposite is true. Suddenly the treasure trove of our skillfulness and insight and patience unlocks. And you could say one of the keys to unlocking that chest is a good night's sleep. In other words, basic self-care is the foundation for healthy relationships with others There's a really beautiful quote about this that comes to mind. Angeles Ariane was a Basque-American cultural anthropologist, educator, and author. She died in 2014, but her inspiration lives on. She is quoted as saying, In many shamanic societies, if you came to a shaman or medicine person complaining of being disheartened, dispirited, or depressed, they would ask one of four questions. When did you stop dancing? When did you stop singing? When did you stop being enchanted by stories? When did you stop finding comfort in the sweet territory of silence? I think these are pretty awesome questions to ask. And they are a lot better than asking, What is wrong with me? Or, What is wrong with my spouse or partner or friend or child? So I want to return to the specific issue now of sleep as the cornerstone of self-care. When we sleep, we are actually doing really important emotional metabolizing. The more emotional content we experience during the day, the more we need deep sleep. You can think of your dreams as actually laboring for you while you rest. If a conflict arises before bed, I get the tendency is to want to resolve it before you sleep. Apostle Paul's message, in all fairness, was about prioritizing love over anything that would separate us, and I I can get behind this. What I'm offering here is to find an alternative to arguing throughout the night when we are least equipped to take care of one another, which is a real setup for failure. My husband had some good insight about this one and how to apply this. When I shared this week's theme, he said, "Well, that's easy for you to let the sun set on your anger, you can sleep when you're angry, which is true. Even when we have had things unresolved between us, I have been able to sleep. He, on the other hand, stays up all night unblinking if we have unresolved tension, which of course defeats my point about prioritizing rest. The compromise here looks like acknowledging the conflict, reconnecting in that acknowledgement, and then committing to return to the conversation when you are more resourced, which could sound something like this. I see we are in the middle of an issue that is really important for both of us. I also see that we are both exhausted and not thinking clearly. Are you open to setting this aside for now? sharing some appreciations with one another, and then agreeing to come back to this at such and such date after we both have more perspective and clarity. Feel free to borrow these words and even read them like a script. You want to buy yourself time until you can access your own intelligent and compassionate words, which are there right on the other side of those tired eyes and that sleep-deprived headache. Self-care may be basic, but it's actually quite an advanced yoga. The quality of our relationships with others will always, always flow from the quality of our relationship with ourself. This week's practice is one of those basic yet advanced ones. Go through a checklist and do an honest assessment of your life. How is your sleep, your diet, your exercise? What about time in nature? Or, if you want to borrow Angelis Ariane's inspiration, ask yourself, when was the last time I danced or sang? When was I last enchanted by stories or found comfort in silence? Start there with an honest and gentle assessment And consider making small baby step changes so that you take kinder care of you and from there have a better chance of taking kinder care of your relationships. If you have been enjoying my podcast, please consider rating me on Apple Podcasts. Just scroll to the bottom of the show page, click Tap to rate, and then submit your number of stars. It's pretty simple. And bonus thank you if you leave a review as well. I appreciate your support. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, oh, oh.